Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. And it's an AEW special today. Myself and Alex McCarthy will give you our thoughts on the AEW TV deal ahead of the first show next week. We'll hear our exclusive interview with Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, plus what SCU thought of All or Nothing and what they think of the upcoming TV shows. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. wasn't all or nothing it was all out Alex McCarthy I've done that about 15 <laughs> times I, I was just about to jump in and say that but I thought no on the sell it now it was a great intro 90% I'm just gonna let him have it uh, I'll just leave it in I'm just gonna leave it in I could pre- I could re-record it but I'm not going to how are we doing no. brother I'm not too bad thanks man it's um, a busy time for us so much going on right yeah, it's been a little while because you've been up and down the country chatting to Triple H, and that's the only thing I want to focus on, really. Uh, and just, <laughs> but out and about, uh, getting the uh, getting the big scoops. The Talksport website's doing great business, so uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. Loving the work. Thank you very much. It's been a um, like as you say, we, we all knew this time of year was going to be such a uh, busy and uh, much talked about time in the wrestling business with AEW coming to TV. Next Wednesday, NXT has just had its second episode on uh, USA last night. Um, and you know, I would even go as far as to say that Raw and SmackDown have, have been improved vastly over the past few weeks. And of course, Fox is here next Friday. So it really is all going off in the wrestling business right now. Um, and there's just so much to take in. Uh, and as we're going to get to later on in this pod... Everyone has something to say about everyone. So <laughs> it's, it's really a, a really great time. It really is. Uh, well, I'm excited. Next week, we uh, it will be the um, the next NXT UK tapings, which are the ones down here south as well. So we'll be going out and chatting with some of the superstars uh, out in Brentwood in Essex because, you know, we're really dedicated to the cause. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that's coming up next week as well. And we'll reflect on the first show on Fox and the quote-unquote season premiere of Raw as well, which has some interesting stuff coming up. Um, but uh, mostly, we're going to be talking about AEW in this episode. Uh, I did want to just mention one thing before we get into the AEW stuff. Have you seen last night's NXT yet? I've seen things that happen, but I'm about to put it on and watch it. Okay, so uh, Keith Lee and Dijak had a... 
uh, a, a typical Keith Lee and Dijak match. It was big guys doing crazy stuff like destroyers, uh, like uh, like uh, destroyers off the top ropes and ridiculous flips and moonsaults and you know things <laughs> that big lads shouldn't be able to do. But uh, then we had uh, Buddy Murphy decided, you know, someone who's also on the WWE roster, let's not forget, decided to shoot on the whole thing and ask, since when was a flipping pile driver used like a hip toss? Uh, This is a guy who, in a recent TV match, used a V-trigger, a Kamigoye, and a Brain Buster in combination (laughs) to get a two count. All, Mm. All things which could, in theory, finish a match on TV... I just think that maybe pots and kettles and all of that. It just made me laugh. I mean, it's funny, though, because um, although I I totally agree with what you just said in in the sense of, come on, you can't really call out things like that. But having said that, the Canadian Destroyer has exponentially been more used uh, in the past year or two. Oh yeah, Do you know what I mean. If the like, uh, if the uh, if the super kick is the new clothesline, the Canadian destroyer is the new uh, German DDT. super DDT. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. I mean, it, it really has become. Um, you know, the shock factor you used to get through that move was, was really good, but it's kind of every big match now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even that. So you know, I don't know. Uh, it's a bit overused for me. And don't get me wrong. There's some irony in the fact that if people have listened to the Keith Lee episode yesterday. They'll have heard him saying, "Okay, the match that we did in Bowler was great because we went all out." If but we, too much. Yeah, exactly. He, he suggested it was too much. So don't then go too much on TV, baby. Just saying. <laughs> Right, coming up, we've got your chat with Matt and Nick Jackson and uh, my chat with uh, with Frankie. No, no well, Frankie Zarian was actually off smoking cigars and taking photos. He pops up briefly at the end, but with Christopher Daniels and Scorpio Sky after All Out. I got it right eventually. Um, but obviously the big news overnight. AW on ITV4 will now be just repeats on Sat- Sunday mornings, although that will be before Saturdays on pay-per-view weeks, and on Monday nights, two full repeats a week, but four days and six days, basically, after the uh, the initial airing of the TV show. The uh, We'll then be getting a Fight TV subscription, four ni- $4.99 a month to watch all of the weekly TV shows. I kind of feel like... If you were just told to watch AEW, it will cost you $4.99 a month through Fight TV. Everyone would have been happy with that. Because let's be honest, there are wrestling fans who pay more for Sky or soon to be BT pretty much just to get their wrestling. But I think the way this whole thing has been framed has kind of uh, has made the internet not particularly happy. I, mean, I, I think I, I, I tweeted something to that effect last night that I feel like if, if, if we just known that from the jump, if they just said, yeah, well, in the UK, to get it live, it's going to be whatever, $4.99 as we, we know now. I think most people would have gone, yeah, okay, like, you know, fine. But one of the main sort of, not, I don't know if it's a selling point or not, but that it was certainly inferred that it was going to be on free TV, right? You set your stall out like that, and then you come back with it and go, oh, yeah, but on free TV, but it's going to be at 8.20 in the morning on Sundays. What? Okay, like, and 
<laughs> Let's be like, honest. I'm not sure know, we're getting full, fully loaded Jimmy Havoc and Joey Janela at eight twenty on. No, uh, exactly. Uh, you know, it's going to be like when SmackDown was on Sky One back in 2000, 2001, like ten a.m. in the morning on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and it was you're not going to get chair shots as you get the steals and all that stuff. Like, uh, it's you know, it's exactly what you said. The way they've gone about it, I, I'm, I, I feel awful saying this because I want to support them. And uh, I, I want them to do well. Awful. They've done awful with this announcement. Like I can't sugarcoat it any other way. They really have. They, they've been um, they've been hung out to dry a little bit by the fact that it was initially announced by like a scheduler for ITV who just tweeted out when it was going to be on, and that kind of forced the hand. But a weekend. Well, then 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 he uh, he deleted the tweet. So one would assume that he was reprimanded for doing that. But it's it, it, the the point I'm, I'm kind of getting to is. It seemed like yesterday it was still in motion, right? So they make the announcement and then Tony Khan pops in and he goes, oh, yeah, but, you know, basically knowing that people weren't going to enjoy what was being said. And said, oh, yeah, but, you know, on pay-per-view weeks, there will be a a live one. Do you know how messy that is? Like, Mm -hmm. you have a regular schedule and then you... He didn't even say what day or or if it will be live or where or... It's very vague. It's just, yep, we, we will get something sorted out. It's like, what? Like, that... If honestly, if WWE did this, and I know they've been around for seventy years, and you know, fixture in the UK for over thirty or forty now, but come on, like people would be like an uproar. But you, you can't, you can't just. It's so messy. You can't expect to command an audience over here and go, yeah, we're going to give you Sunday mornings and pay per view week. There'll be something. That's essentially what was said. There'll be something. It's like they're still figuring it out now. Like so. And I get it that this guy leaking the announcement probably made it a hell of a lot worse, right? They they probably didn't want to have to damage control that yesterday, but now they've had to, and it and everyone, virtually everyone online, is unhappy about it. Yeah, I, I do. I think that they've they have undoubtedly dropped a ball. Like I, I don't think anyone is denying that. I do think that people need to give them a little bit of leeway on this. Um, It's a little bit like, and we'll talk about this on tomorrow's show with Paul Robinson when we do a bit of indie stuff, but it's a little bit like what's happened with Southside over the last week where things change, negotiations happen, business deals get dropped, which you're expecting too, that maybe they shouldn't have gone and and announced this legendary partnership with ITV uh, and suggested it was going to be on TV in advance. I I have sympathy with that, but I also have more sympathy with fans who feel like they're getting a little bit screwed over by this whole thing. I I mean, $4.99 a month is actually not bad at all, especially when you consider... I mean, there was one guy who was tweeting me who was saying... um, Graham was saying, uh, if it's chargeable, I'm out about the weekly thing. I said, well, I pay for WWE Network, mostly for NXT and NXT UK. So it'd be ridiculous of me to dig them out for that. I asked if they did a network which includes the pay-per-views, back episodes, additional content, etc. What would they consider? He said monthly fee including pay-per-views at £15 would be reasonable. But then when they announced four ninety nine just for the TV, he went, nope, not paying it. So it's really funny where people draw that line. Yeah, it's, it is a strange one, and and going back to your point of you know things change. Obviously, the video that that has caught fire again is is Cody Rhodes saying that A at Starcast this is that AEW has a better UK deal than WWE, which obviously looks absolutely laughable now. But you know, I I, I was speaking to an ITV executive yesterday, 
which I think I, I told you about last night. And he said that the, the, he didn't say what, but the deal had changed essentially from what they originally had. So AEW thought they had something, obviously pretty much sewn up. But the, you know, as it got closer to the announcement, obviously, and my talk to the Young Bucks, where I I do press them on that, um, it was clear that two weeks away from TV, they didn't have what they thought they had. And and, and, and the kind of the yeah. real disappointment with that now is that. You know, it, it, they've had to find a solution, which has been Fight TV. Now, mm. what what is that contract with Fight TV like? Because it might have been that they could have figured out a way to get it live on ITV within three months, six months, whatever it might be. But if the deal with Fight TV locks them into a contract for a year, two years, whatever it might be, that's mm. that's now the deal. So... It, it kind of could set everything back. It's just a bit frustrating. I mean, obviously, the moment we get a chance to talk to Tony Khan or anyone else about this who might have some inside knowledge, we will ask the question, what happened? But- yeah. I mean, I understand it's pretty fluid and it's it's a short-term solution, so I can't imagine they're locked in for the long term. That's that's what I've been told. But uh, I it, it's like you just said, the, the fact... I mean, they've been partnered with Fight TV from the start, so... That one, one suspects that that was always maybe a plan, certainly to other countries, um, you know, where they're not going to have the global deals that WWE do from the jump. Um, but places like Canada aren't even sorted yet. Do you know what I mean? So that I was like- I, I noticed that to the Tony Khan announcement, the biggest amount of responses that weren't people from the UK was people in Canada going, and Canada? What about Canada? Canada? <laughs> what, what's going on in Canada? What about us? Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, mate. It's, it's one of them. Like they should have got their ducks in a row. Um, and I know that's probably easier said than done. But come on, like you know, the, 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 a big launch like this, uh, I feel like it, the, all, this should have been really. really uh, I, I was about to say it should have been high on their agenda. Of course it is. Like, you know, they put there's probably some things that they, they couldn't help, but. Uh, it's just not a great start. It really isn't. And they didn't need to. Didn't need this to be associated with this. And look, starting from next week. This is what a week of for a wrestling fan can look like. Raw on Mondays, Impact on Tuesdays, AW, NXT and NXT UK all on a Wednesday. Smackdown and MLW on a Friday. Wow and, and New Japan on a Saturday. Plus all of your on-demands, whether you're a Ring of Honor person, NWA, whether it's about UK indies. There's live shows up and down the country every day, pretty much. You know, it, it is... If there's something, if you're not finding something in wrestling that you like, you're really not trying very hard. And, well, and the no. kind of also, sorry to interject there. NXT UK is now Thursday. Isn't oh, it? so they have moved that. That is official. They've though. moved it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent on that, but I thought they had done, and I was. I was just going to run through my list I had in front of me. Um, but that makes sense if they're going to be doing NXT on a Thursday here and you're getting NXT on TV they don't want there to be any kind of draw away from NXT on TV I think that makes some sense but look yep. plus your pay-per-views everything else on top uh, there is some negativity which I think is totally unfair on wrestling and this is a blip in the road for me and I think as long as they deliver a good product come Wednesday I think this will blow over a bit yeah I mean, that's exactly again what I said on Twitter last night I'm going to support them um i know the product's going to be good and they've got plenty of people i want to watch so at the end of the day it's you know it hasn't been smooth sailing but um if they had said from the jump it's going to be whatever 4.99 dollars i'd have said yes so i'm not going to kick up too much of a fuss 
Um, it's just setting your stool out one way and then delivering another is what's leaving a bad taste. Yeah, undoubtedly. Right, let's hear from our two sets of interviews ahead of the launch of TV then. Uh, my chat with uh, the guys from SCU happened right after um, uh, All Out. I keep nearly calling it All or Nothing. Uh, <laughs> right after All Out. Uh, so we'll get to that in a moment. But first, uh, your chat with Matt and Nick Jackson. Do you want to set this up at all? I do. Um, to be fair to these guys, um, you know, I, I requested an interview to talk about some UK stuff. The AW and the, and the, the Young Bucks put themselves forward. Um, they was they were really really candid. We talked about obviously the UK deal, what they couldn't say too much about, and now we understand why. Um, but they also touched on you know the Wednesday night wars that are brewing. Um, guys like Puck, um, the Lucha Bros, who who haven't been exclusive, are they going to be exclusive now? Um, you know Triple H, some of the things he had to say to me. Would he not trade anyone? Which a lot of fans seem to be confusing. He didn't say that he wouldn't ever sign anyone. He just said he wouldn't trade. So it's a subtle difference that a lot of people are are, are missing. I feel like your mentions have been a bit rubbish uh, since that. So I'm glad that you've been able to come and clear it up. Oh, it stinks. But um, yeah, so they they talk about that, um, what they thought of NXT's first episode, um, bringing Puck in. For, for John Moxley, was that always the decision? How quickly did it get done? It's very fascinating stuff um, from the Young Bucks. Uh, and obviously a lot of you have been enjoying the full thing on the website, but here you can hear it now yourselves. Good morning, guys, over there. How are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good, doing great. Um, I wanted to uh, kick things off with you guys with, you know, we're, what are we, 10, 11 days from your TV debut uh, well, not your TV debut, but AEW's debut for sure. Um, how are the nerves at this point? You know, you've been building. This is uh, uncharted territory for most performers in their in their lives. How are you feeling? This is Nick speaking. Uh, man, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty crazy because uh, it's it's do or die. You know, like we have to hit a home run, uh, but we, you know what good though uh, is to uh look back at the shows that we've done and uh take what was good from that and take what's bad from that and uh try to deliver everything that we uh did that, that was good on the first tv show so that's what we're aiming to do and we're excited we're nervous but uh, i wouldn't want it any other way I mean, what I would say, I was at Double or Nothing in Vegas, and um, after the show, it just felt like, like you know, you know, you know. I mean, you've been to plenty of shows in your life when just something special has happened. From from that point onwards to now, um, you just you just said it yourself. What things have you kind of learned? Uh, what have you enjoyed? You know, felt is going great about AEW, but what other things have you taken on board that is going to help you when you get to TV? Man, this is Matt. Like, double or nothing, you know, what was it, a five-hour pay-per-view if you include the pre-show? Yeah. <laughs> so so we, have, we have the luxury, we have the luxury of going long, right? Like, the times are a little easier to hit and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it, it being our first show, man, I was actually really impressed with how well it went. And, I mean, there's, uh, there's always going to be, you know, some hiccups and some production things and stuff like that, but... Uh, since Double or Nothing, I think a lot of our stuff with the production stuff has, has definitely tightened up. Um, yeah. After every show, we always kind of watch through the show multiple times. Uh, I know Nick and I do. And 
we kind of put together a list and we, we, we take it to the team and we say, these are the things that we think need to be fixed. And it's, it's silly, but it's, it's things almost like even, even as like little details that I notice, like uh, some of the matches with repeat spots or moves or poses, like I, I, we really want every, everybody to, to stand out and differentiate themselves from each other. So those are big things that Nick and I catch a lot, uh, whether it's repeat finishers or tight spots. Like we're trying to get better at that stuff. Um, stuff silly stuff like, like when the lights go out and sometimes it takes a little bit too long to get a full restore. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like it sounds boring, but uh, some of the, the, the on death, uh, like the length of the times on those, they, some of them felt like they went a little heavy and, and, and some of the times the entrances seemed long. Like, we're just trying to really like, come up with a, like, a tighter, uh, just something like a little tighter, especially for television, because we're going to be really restrained for time once we get to TV when we're literally looking at about 90 minutes of content with commercials. So, uh, like, you know, we haven't done one yet. We, we've done, we've done a couple of five, four five hour shows. We haven't done a 90 minute one yet. So, uh, <laughs> this is a whole new ball game for us, but I, I feel like, I feel like we've all done it a few times now, at least it together. And I, I feel like we're pretty prepared. I mean, I've got to ask you both a couple of, um, UK based questions. I'm sure you won't be surprised to learn. Um, it, it, you know, I get fans tweeting me maybe nearly every day at this point asking, where can we watch uh, Dynamite? Where can you know? Where can we catch AW on TV? I know that you had the deal with ITV um, when it came to the pay per views. So when it comes to Wednesday nights, are we going to be getting it live? Is it the day after? W- what can you tell us in that regard? Where and when can we see it? Well, uh, we can say it's a, uh, it's still being negotiated, but something will happen. Uh, I, I don't know when, I don't know, uh, when it'll be announced, but something will happen. Uh, and hopefully it's the announcement happens soon. I mean, and, and we're just as anxious as you guys are. <laughs> like I get, I get the messages to every single day. And I really would like to stream from the rooftop all of the information I know, but I can't. Um, but hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll have an announcement. I think everyone could be happy. Do we think, um, and, and again, I know you can't really say for sure, but do we think before the first episode we might get some more knowledge on that? Man, I, I don't want to say yes and then, and then I'm wrong. <laughs> I, and I get all okay that's fine um but one thing um tony khan has said to me before is that the in terms of a pay-per-view you guys are looking to do one in the uk every year uh well maybe not every year but that's potentially annually you know you're going to treat the uk as, as a big market is that something that's important to you too as well and um is that to, is that high on your agenda to to get a big show out here? Because that's something that WWE have really failed to do in the last decade or so. Oh yeah, this is Nick. Um, we all know, uh, especially Matt and I, because we would do the indie scene in the UK for the last I don't know decade probably, and uh, we know there's a huge hardcore fan base of wrestling fans out there, and they're very passionate and uh, very loud, and uh, the atmosphere at the shows would always be so cool. So that's something Matt and I have uh, brought up multiple times during our meetings that we have constantly. 
is to to bring shows out there. So we're definitely going to be bringing. Uh, I don't know how many, but uh, we'll definitely have some, uh, probably multiple shows a year in the UK. I'm not sure about a pay per view yet, but uh, if if Tony said it, it, it will happen. <laughs> well, uh, we had an idea to do a big pay-per-view there and I already had a name for it and I wanted to call it Royal Flush and Tony was like yeah I think there that sounds more like a trip to the loo so I don't <laughs> think we're going to be calling it Royal Flush <laughs> I was like okay well there goes my one big idea never mind <laughs> yeah, you can't say you didn't ever bring anything to the table um, what what <laughs> What was I going to say? When it comes to uh, you guys personally, um, you know, the AEW journey thus far, wearing both hats, obviously this is new for you guys. How has that been as performers and producers? Because I can only imagine in terms of, even at the basic level of, shall we put ourselves over in this match or not? It must be so difficult. Yeah, well, uh, this is Nick again. Um, You know what's funny is, I feel like Matt and I were uh, preparing ourselves for what we would be doing now for the last three years with producing and directing, uh, being the elite, our YouTube series, uh, and booking it <laughs> because uh-huh. it intertwined with Ring of Honor storylines and New Japan storylines. So we actually, for the last three years, we've had experience booking things, producing things, directing things filming things, a lot of stuff like that we didn't know about. We were doing it and preparing ourselves for what we have now. So the, uh, the transition was a little easier for Matt and I because of that. Uh, but still it's completely a whole new territory doing these massive live events. Uh, but you know what? The, the, uh, the challenge has been fun. Uh, it's probably been the most rewarding of my my whole career. I was just going to add, like, it, it, it's fun, and it's kind of weird when a guy like Keith Mitchell, who's probably directed and produced, um, what is he, like, right under Vince McMahon as the most wrestling shows of anyone in their career? Him and probably, he's probably Kevin Dunn. Second or third behind Kevin Dunn or something. Yeah. But uh, a guy like Keith to come up to Nick and I and be like, okay, Buck, you know, what do, what do we want with this? And how are we going to go about that? And it's like, I almost, I almost feel like the, the young guy who's behind the desk and I'm, and all these older people are working for me. And I'm like, wow, you know, this doesn't feel right. Like at first it didn't, <laughs> but now, now that we've done it a few times now, I, I feel like, wow, you know, I, I am pretty good at this, you know, like, I, you know, I'm made for this. Like Nick said, but we, we've been doing this for so long. Like, we, we, we basically booked PWG for, for several years with Super Dragon. So a lot of those back, back then, the idea, like the Mount Rushmore stuff, that was all us. And yeah. The Candace and Joey story was us. Like we knew how to, how to write long story arcs. And then we did the, the, the Adam Cole joining Bullet Club story. And we did the Marty joined Bullet Club story. We directed and produced and we, we, we literally got in the ring and blocked out the scene with the cameraman. It's like, we were slowly learning how to do these things without realizing that it was actually going to benefit us, you know, one day. And here we are. And, and as far as creating and, and, and coming up with stories and stuff, I love it, man. Like it's a blast. Uh, I think all the, the, the daily struggles and the, e- the emails and the conference calls and all, that's the tough part for me. Like the adjustment where I'm just like, 
man, I really used to have a lot more free time, and now I'm learning that this job is, a, is literally a 24-7 job. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's there's a lot of uh, a lot of different things that you have to cover in that job. Um, yeah, I guess another one is is signings. Uh, I'll ask you about a few rumored names that I'm sure you've been asked a ton. But you know, when it comes to the likes of the whole CM Punk thing and being text <laughs> offers and things of that nature, whatever he did say, um, from from your perspective, is is all the speculation? Is it all just kind of go over your head? Because you, I mean, you you guys obviously know what the real deal is, but it seems that everyone wants to speculate about AEW just because it's risen. They want to link everyone to it almost. Anyone that's available, it's like they could go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's definitely true. Uh, man, that, it's hard to say uh, because it's just like you said, everyone is linked. Like if there's anyone that's unhappy uh anywhere else it's like oh well he's going to the AEW <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean but uh re- the reality is we already have a full roster like completely and we're only going to have one show a week so uh the roster we have now is what we want and what we wanted uh for us to uh utilize each talent as much as we can. I feel like we have enough people, but you know what? Never say never though, for someone like who's a huge superstar, I, I guess you can make room for, for the, the big, big names. But like for now though, I feel like we have a complete roster. Uh, uh, yeah. Any, I, I, sorry. I'm going to add that like any, anytime you, I was just going to add that anytime you hear news and things like that on Twitter and stuff like, man, like, I, I used to read everything, and I, it got to a point somewhere along the line, like just re- recently, like within this year probably, where I just realized, you know what, uh, it's impossible to, to navigate all of this and take it all in and just try to – you can't defend yourself because it's in, there's, there's just going to be five more stories that pop up about you. you know, like, <laughs> I, if I tried to clear up every single headline, like I would literally just be on my phone – all day long fighting a fight that's unwinnable. No, yeah, you're totally right. Um, you know, especially when it comes to CM Punk, because everyone's like, oh, he's going WWE. Oh, hang on, he's going to AEW. Oh, no, he said this, he said that. You know, that that, that one in particular is hard. But when it comes to Puck, uh, Lucha Bros, people like that, are they guys you're looking to make exclusive now your TV? Or is that really something that, you know, you're flexible? Man, I, oh. I, I, wanted, I wanted Puck the day... The, the day we started AEW, like uh, I think he's the, the greatest high flyer to ever wrestle, and and he was he was in my top five. You know what I mean? Like, and same with the Lucha Bros. Like when we, we I stood on the stage at our at one of our first press conferences, I think it was in Vegas. I said, you know, our main objective is make tag team wrestling like the greatest tag team division in the world. The Lucha Bros were immediately were like those are that's those are the two guys. That's our team. We need to work with. And to introduce to the world what this new AEW thing is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, those those are going. We're talking three of the you know most featured wrestlers. They're going to be three of them for sure. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, obviously, is you know Wednesday nights. Now everyone's talking about the Wednesday night wars. Everyone's coined it already. Um, do you think NXT making that move 
um, it almost brings more attention to AEW in a, in a roundabout way because the wrestling business is getting more attention. Do you think it's a, it's a, it's a good thing or would you have preferred to have been able to go your own route? Oh, man. Um, uh, go ahead, Nick. <laughs> well, I, I was just going to say uh, we all knew from, from AEW, uh, we all knew that they were going to make that exact move. Like, it was just a matter of what channel they were going to choose. Uh, so we were we were prepared for them to do this because this is Vince McMahon. You know, he's he's done it for years and years. <laughs> he's, uh, he's tried to kill... He's tried to kill Tarek for his whole uh, career. Uh, so he was, what he was trying to do is kill us from the start. And uh, But you know what? We, I, I feel like it's not going to happen this time around because wrestling fans need this. And wrestling fans know that they need this. Uh, and uh, it's like it's been 20 years since we've had a real true alternative. So... I feel like finally fans understand that and they, they know that and they feel the momentum. And uh, I, I feel like we're ready for it. Yeah, I, I think that they doing the Wednesday thing, really, it, it's just showing that they're just, they just can't stop acknowledging us. So it almost shines an even brighter spotlight on us. Like And like you said, it's now Wednesday night is going to be the hot night for professional wrestling. So like, I, I don't see it. Like I, I think historically, this is what Vince has done to try to kill off his, his competition. But I think it's going to be different this time. Like I really think that it's just going to bring more attention to us, and it's going to it's going to make their product better. It's going to make our product better because now they're competing head to head with us, and they have to put on a better show. And I don't think they can because we have a better roster and we have better minds. And, and, and the thing is, we're all we're all fresh and we have new ideas and we're not creatively bankrupt. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we're just getting started here and we're not going to be filming from a, from a, a studio, the same studio every week. We're, we're a traveling brand. When you watch our show, it's going to look like you're, you're witnessing a party. Like what's going on here? This looks interesting. You know what I mean? And, and we've seen, we've seen the studio thing for years, like impact did it. And, Nick and I did it firsthand in Orlando for two years. And that, that's a tough thing to do, to, to wrestle in front of virtually the same exact people every single week. And mm. it's tough. And, and I think that's one of the, the differences that we're going to have right out of the gate is the fact that we're going to be front. We're going to be in front of fresh eyeballs every week. Can I, did you guys watch it on Wednesday? And if you did, what did you think? I watched some of it. Um, I, uh, I have, well, both of us, Matt and I, have, we have a lot of friends there. Uh, Candice LeRae, we have a history with. So I was happy for her. She uh, she uh, was in the first match in the uh, four-way, and she did great. So I was happy for her. Uh, but let, just like what Matt said, uh, it was a fun show, but in 10 weeks from now that those fans might get tired. It happened with impact. Uh, it didn't, it took a while, but some of those shows, uh, at the, uh, universal studios, <laughs> those <laughs> crowds were dead. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible that that happens to, uh, this same exact 
NXT audience because it's the same formula. I, I'm rude for them, though. I want them to have a good show. Um, ours is just going to be better. Yeah, simple as that. Um, uh, one thing, I was on a conference call the other week, and uh, Triple H said, I'm sure you saw it, that he wouldn't trade anyone on his roster um, for any superstar on the planet. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah that, that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, look, my point there is now saying you'll sign someone and, and trading someone, I know they're different things, right? But but it's common knowledge that he went after you guys before AEW became a thing. So like, did it bother you that it was so that he was kind of so dismissive? It just made me laugh I found it more silly. than anything. Yeah. Like come on, we know I, you want it. Silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A year ago you were trying to get us all. So like <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I mean it was, a year ago yeah. you're trying to get every one of us to come work for you so like I don't under, you know what I mean like that's cool like look you, you can say whatever like don't act like there was no interest in us like and you wouldn't trade us because I know for a fact you would <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I, I think that's un- I, I think pretty much the whole internet had that sentiment um <laughs> Uh, I think uh, you know. Just as I wind down here, I realise I've taken up fair, you know some of your time. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the the Moxley situation at All Out um, because I felt you guys dealt with it so swiftly and well by getting Puck in there. Um, you know, talk to me about how how early you knew Moxley was hurt and uh, and how swiftly you acted and, and how pleased you were with the outcome because I I, th- I thought it was handled very well. Oh man, that that happened like almost like when everyone else found out. <laughs> so uh, we found out pretty much. I don't know, maybe a day before all the fans found out that he was uh, being replaced. So uh, we had to work hard and we had to work fast. <laughs> Credit to Tony though, because Tony got the uh, the deal done with with Pack and got it done, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, we we were all basically uh, on, on the on the phone, and whenever anything like this happens, it's like it's just crisis management. It's like, what do we do next? And we just we we the thing with us is we just want to be completely honest and transparent with our audience about what is going on, and but at the same time, we need to know what's next. And I, Nick and I are always forward thinkers. Okay, well now that that happened, what's Plan B? You know, and what's Plan C? And uh, I think like that is that's one of those situations where it's like we took we tried to take the best of a really terrible situation, and uh, and luckily you know it ended up being okay. And, and most importantly, man, like Moxley had it was it was a serious situation, like where it could have gone really bad for him. So I'm just really thankful and happy that he's uh, he's on the mend now and he, he's going to be better because man, it, it's scary. Yeah, he's had a terrible run of luck in that department, hasn't he? Um, I feel sorry for the bloke. Um, you know, again, you you picked Puck, um, but was he always was he the only option? Like straight away, was it like, nah, it's, it's him, or did you consider something else? Yeah, no, I uh, that was the first was person I came up with. Yeah, I was like, we need him, and and there was other options that some of the guys were floating around. And I said, nope. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> nope. Um, well, awesome. It had to be that. 
Awesome, guys. I'm, I'm really grateful for your time today. Um, I think the next time I'll make it out to you is probably full gear, but I look forward to you coming over to the UK. Um, and I look forward to that announcement for sure, because I need to see that show, man. <laughs> I need to see it. <laughs> Stay tuned, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks, uh, I'll, I'll, take, care, I'll take you in what we, what we get out. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for your time. Perfect. Thanks, man. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Nick and Matt, the Young Bucks, uh, joining Alex McCarthy uh, for an exclusive interview with Talk Sport. Uh, the, you, we mentioned the park stuff, and it was really interesting in the interview what they were saying there. Announcement we've had in the last few days is that the match we were meant to be getting way back at the first pay-per-view is now happening, on, happening at the first TV show. We're getting Hangman against Puck on the first show on TNT Dynamite, which, uh, you know, I think... Much like we talked about with NXT last week, for the first show, they've got to go absolutely big. And it might as well be pay-per-view level kind of matches and quality to draw people in. So uh, going back to this well, I'm more than happy with. Yeah, I mean, it's a stacked, stacked first show. I think we've got, is it Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and then Jericho's got two mystery partners? Am I yeah, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we know who the mystery partners are, right? Uh, we're not really <laughs> I mean I'm relatively sure that we've we've got an idea that it is we're not allowed to call them LAX are we what do we have to call no. them uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah I, I know what you mean um, you know obviously a lot of people were speculating different things but I think we're pretty sure it's them Sa- Sant- um, Santana and Ortiz yes and uh, I think Cody Rose is facing off against Sammy Guevara um, yeah, they, they're all, all uh, Dean, uh, Moxley's going to be live there, kind of promo one would assume. So they, they've got a lot going on. Um, I'm definitely intrigued to see to see how it stacks up, and, and especially numbers wise against NXT that Wednesday. I, I know everyone's going to be looking um, to see how those two face off in their first encounter. 
Uh, well, let's hear from the SCU guys now. I caught up with them after All Out uh, with Scorpio Sky, with Christopher Daniels. We got into some UK stuff with them, mainly because Chris Daniels mentioned Doug Williams within about four minutes of the interview starting. So I obviously <laughs> had to dig a bit deeper into that with him. Uh, and Scorpio Sky on a potential singles run after what Tony Khan said after All Out about them wanting to get people of BAME backgrounds into the singles titles pictures uh, to improve to. to promote the diversity within the product so uh, here's my chat with chris daniels with scorpio sky and with frankie gazarian just popping up at the end for a little hello <laughs> uh, yeah i don't what's wrong with getting in tight is that a problem no you're good baby get in tight doctor we just talk like this for the thing <laughs> my, my, my eyebrows touching your glasses i'm a big fan of your work mate it's delightful it's very kind christopher very ah, kind thank you very much if i would. if i fall into a bad british accent please excuse me um, after traveling with Doug Williams on and off, like when we would wrestle each other, every once in a while, all of a sudden, I would just turn into an accent. And he'd be like, oh, mate, you sound like Dick Van Dyke. And I was like, I apologize to all the British fans for ruining your accent. So apologize. Well, apologize. I've obviously got to now ask you about that. What was it like working with Doug Williams? Because he is a hero back home. I love Doug Williams. I, uh, I, he was the first match I had in the U.K., uh, in 1999, it was my first. It was the first time I ever wrestled outside of the country. Um, Steve Linsky was his manager. Steve Linsky, Doug Williams were two of the greatest guys I ever met in the UK. And uh, I, I just recently wrestled Doug uh, on his retirement tour. Mm-hmm. I got to wrestle him for uh, IPW. I believe was the company's name. Yeah, Milton Keynes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. And uh, just a delight. He was always so professional and such a such a great. Uh, a great wrestler to work with. One of my favorite matches that I ever had in Ring of Honor in my first uh, uh, iteration of Ring of Honor was me and him for the FWA title. In, in, uh, nice. Yeah, and just just a class act all around, and, and I'm glad that things are going well for him. I know that he's retired from the ring, but he's always helping out companies that he works for uh, behind the scenes, and it's just great, just great. It's uh, like it's something we could talk about for hours because there's so many of those stories. See the guys that are coming through in the UK scene now with the NXT UK stuff, and Correct. they were like, Doug used to drive us to shows in Germany just because he was like, I'm doing a show. They need more wrestlers. Come on, Three man. of you get in my yeah. car, let's on, go lads. kind of thing. Like, Come on, lads. Come on, lads. Let's go grapple. On we go. Yeah, you did say you were going to slip into a bad 100%. accent, and you've bad. done it immediately. Of Thank course. you very much for that. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio Sky, Chris Daniels, I should do the introductions and everything as well with us. The smoke <laughs> show is here, everybody. <laughs> so you didn't know what smoke show meant last night when someone tweeted this to you, right? No, I've never, I've never really heard that uh, phrase it, It's before. a compliment, I promise you. Are you sure? A hundred percent. All right. Well, yeah, somebody tweeted calling me a smoke show, and then I was like... He wasn't sure if he I, was offended or... Uh, or if he should blush. When I first read it, I thought it meant like, like all smoke, no fire. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this guy sucks. So I was like, wow, that's hurtful. No, no, I didn't no, come on I Twitter to get my I, feelings hurt. But, yeah, you know, no, no, no. Whatever. I can do that at home. I don't need yeah. that. Uh, yeah. But whatever. If yeah. it's a compliment, whoever yeah, tweeted that's that. What, thank that's you so what, much. When, God when, bless you for when it. When Scorpio Sky and myself are tagging alone, when Frankie is off doing his singles run, that's what we're going to call our tag smoke team show. Smoke Show. Or All Smoke, No Fire. No, don't do that. No. <laughs> that's a terrible, that's a terrible name. That's like saying, <laughs> all right, we're the worst two guys you'll ever meet. You know? <laughs> oh, mate. Mate. <laughs> so, morning after All Out, you guys opened the show last night big slot obviously how did you guys find it how was the crowd how was just the the whole night for you guys i was very happy with it um i felt like the crowd from the from the moment we hit the promo and uh we uh 
we referenced all in how we were it all sort of started there i mean uh there were some things that happened previously the ideas in different people's minds but honestly i think the spirit of aew came to life the idea that this can be real happened at all in and in my mind and so to be able to come back to the place where it happened uh Last year, these guys came out and tore, tore the house down with the Briscoes, first thing out of the box. Um, me being, in a, being able to wrestle one of the best matches that a celebrity's ever wrestled with, Stephen Amell. Uh, just eternally grateful that I had that opportunity to do that with him. And uh, to, to be able to go out and do it again last night was just great. Beautiful stuff. Sorry, Frank Zone just coming over and handing cigars to the boys. That's that's his job. Where's my one? Cigar, yeah. yeah. I don't know if no, it's for just, us or for just I think the someone, someone, were give, someone oh, gave someone those to gave, him. Okay. So, so yeah. we're, we're holding on to the non-American Rebel cigars that because we're going to throw them away because if it's not American Rebel, we shouldn't be smoking it. So. Uh, going back to, to All Out, uh, yes. g- being anywhere on the card is obviously a huge privilege, but uh, it's always uh, a, an even bigger honor to be like in those marquee moments. And one of them is the first, the opening match of a pay-per-view or a big show. And uh, we've been um, fortunate enough to do it a couple of times now, and it's, uh, it shows a lot of respect that the company and, and trust that the company has for us that uh, they will give us that spot and know that we'll kick the show off right and I thought last night we, we did that and we gave the fans something that they can enjoy um, on many different levels and uh, the, the performers that we were in there with you can't you say enough good things about them they've showed that they are on this level well, and, and that's kind of part of it. We were just talking about the Doug Williams thing, but you've got uh, three guys there, maybe with Luchasaurus, someone who the U.S. crowd aren't as familiar with, a couple of younger guys in there as well. Certainly for, for you, Chris O'Scorpio, you're kind of newer to the group, but do you feel like there's almost like a responsibility to make sure you are helping those guys out and getting them over with the, with the new audience that helps build the company? Yeah, 100%. I, I think, especially me personally, I feel like I, I'm as over as I'm going to get. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm 26 years that. in there. I'm well, sure. I, feel, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to wrestle my match, but I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I feel like, uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm in the position where if someone's in the ring and they hang with me, that gives them the credibility because I've, I've sort of got the credibility. Uh, so, I mean, yes, it's, it's definitely my job uh, in this position to, to make sure that everybody comes out looking and smelling like a rose. And, and uh, I felt like that's one of the things uh, that I'm proud of is that I, I feel like whenever I get in the ring with somebody, we all leave with benefit. Like some of us, some of us win, but we all win. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it got the show off to a super hot start. Right. What did you make, Sky, the rest of the show? Were you guys watching from back? And, and what did you make of, of the, the night as a whole? I enjoy the show. Um, I I have really enjoyed all. Actually, the last couple of shows, I make a point to get to a viewing area and watch, um, especially the big matches. The ladder match was phenomenal. Maybe one of the best, if not the best, ladder match ever. And uh, I'm just a little bit terrified at the same time. Oh, you know, I, I went up to the Young Bucks after the match, and when I saw that they were alive and walking, and I was just like, okay, you guys are you guys are bulletproof. You guys have taken these insane, especially you know Nick. Again, falling off the top of that ladder, clipping his legs on the ropes and going face first through a table. And, and I'm watching, you know, through my fingers in the back and it's just so scary. And then he's like, oh, all right. You know, and it's like, God, man, like you are unbreakable. You know, like you're Bruce Willis in that movie. And uh, I just thought that was an incredible match. The main event, 
main event delivered big time. Uh, I thought, you know, Hangman coming out on the horse was just uh, something that I think people are going to remember forever, especially people that were in that building. And then, you know, Cody and Sean Spears as well. I mean, it was a very important match. Arn Anderson coming out, giving that spine buster. I'm still a huge double A mark for that spine. But, you know, like, I think we delivered um, from beginning to end, and I'm, I couldn't be more happy with it. Yeah, it was a great show, and I guess for you guys having some involvement with the talent selection and everything else that goes on as well, like seeing someone like Paige have a really good reaction from the crowd, seeing guys that like this company are trying to build up aren't necessarily just stars that are coming from the outside, that's got to be super cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Like knowing, being able to be in the company from the beginning and, and seeing the people that were chosen to be a part of this brand, um, and then the opportunities that they get when they get those opportunities to go and deliver and then they do it's just very satisfying to know like oh we this the, this is a good crew that that was picked and uh and being part of that crew too being chosen to be part of the crew in the first place um makes me feel good and when i see talent around me like that it makes me feel like oh man i'm i've, I've succeeded to be in the same locker room on that level with these guys it's just something i'm very proud of it obviously takes another step in just a few short weeks' time now. I know it doesn't maybe feel like that, but it's not far away when you guys hit your weekly TV show. Have you started to think about what your role in that's going to look like? Have you started to get hyped for it? Has it kind of hit you that it's coming? I don't know what our role is going to be exactly, you know, because everything's so new. But the only thing we can do is prepare the best we can and try to become the best performers and I know every single day I am working I'm in the gym I'm studying uh, film I don't want to say tapes because this is 2019 but uh, you know I'm always trying to look where I can pick up on things to make myself even better because television is just another level and TNT is is it's about as good as it gets and it's a level that I've never been at before that high of a television product so I want to make sure I'm ready I know these guys are gonna be ready and um, it's gonna be exciting I'm not in any way trying to break up SCU here, just to be clear before I ask this question. It's impossible, but, but go ahead. Yeah, no, there you go. It's impossible. So it's, like, no, it's, like, no it's like, you know, uh, California has a better chance of separating from the United States. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so, but the, the kind of reason I raise it, I was saying to Chris earlier, I, first time I ever saw you in singles, it was against MJF at that Hello High Water show that you guys did up in... So, and in February. You guys yeah. absolutely tore it down, Thank loved you. the match. Thank you. Last night, one of the journalists asked Tony about... They're trying to get more diversity in, in, the, in the product, whether it's men and women, whether it's more people from BAME backgrounds. And he asked, you know, is there anyone you've got in mind for maybe getting involved in the title picture from that background? Is that something you'd look at maybe a singles run if, if, that, if that opportunity was there and, and, you know, getting the chance to elevate yourself to that sort of level? Well, there's, there's two answers to that. Uh, there's a two-part answer. First off, uh, you know, we've got a tag team tournament coming up. Um, AEW is going to focus on tag team wrestling, and it's going to be exactly what it's called, a world championship, a world tag team championship. And so right now I'm dedicated to this team. Um, in the future, would I, would I be interested in possibly a singles run, maybe trying to wrestle for the world championship, a single world championship? Of course, but we don't have to break up for that to happen. Of course. You know, uh, if you look at the New Day, uh, you know, Kofi Kingston's the WWE champion, and uh, he's still teams with the new day he still has his brothers in the back you know when bret hart won the wwf championship he didn't have a split with the anvil he just kind of went off to this thing and i think all three of us have opportunities to be singles competitors while we're also tag team wrestlers and six-man tag team wrestlers and then that's something that you know wrestling is it, people are always kind of dedicated to this like oh you have to break up you have to break up and and you don't 
You really don't. You know, like uh, uh, you can branch off and do your own album and then go back to your band. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's a trend that we should set. I don't want SCU to ever break up. I think we could do something special and different where we can all at some point have great singles runs or even just singles matches here and there, which uh, he's done already. He had yeah, that great goals. match with Sima and Shima, excuse me, and, um, you know, still stay as a unit. Yeah, when I when 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 I was Ring of Honor World Champion, Frankie was so important, not just in that victory, but in that title reign, because I knew that no matter what, we were always going to be the team, and um, and nothing would make me happier than knowing that Scorpio Sky was world champion here, or that Frankie Kazarian was world champion here, um, and when the tag team tournament's over, and two of the three of us have those titles, of course whoever's left over is going to be going for the world championship. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm never going to split from Frankie and sky. Um, we've made that promise. And, you know, I, the reason that we are the team that we are is because we all came from singles backgrounds first. And we all realized that we had like minds about how we do our job in that ring. And that's why Frankie and I are were so successful in TNA and Ring of Honor. And now when we when Scorpio joined the team and became we became SCU, that's why we've become as successful as we are because all three of us uh, started and and know how to support each other and be the the trio that we needed to be. Um, just before I'm just. The, the very last thing I want to ask you about, just very quickly, because I've taken much more of your time than I than I ever intended to. No, but we talk too much. It's my we, fault. It's my fault. 100%. You guys are easy to talk to. It's all good. Um, easy to look at too. I think I'm, I'm very show. easy. Yeah, we're a smoke show. I yeah. mean, certainly, if the three of us sat here right now, as uh, Frankie's oh, look at this. He's in here. Well. Oh, no. Let's no. scoot up a bit. Well, well, no, we're, we're, going, in, we're all supposed to scoot in. Right, we're tight. We're tight. You got to start over from the beginning now. Okay, perfect. Yeah, the main event. Frankie's the talker of the trio. So yes, let's start over. I got to make sure I wasn't buried or anything. No, no, no. We put each other over as we do. The last thing I have to ask about is is the UK because there's been a lot of talk about doing shows over there. Tony's certainly talks about the idea of doing a pay per view over in the UK. Is that something you guys would be hyped about? Oh, of course, of course. We've had nothing but great experiences in the past. Uh, me personally, having gone over there for TNA, gone over there for uh, Ring of Honor, and then all the the UK independent stuff I ever did from the FWA to One PW uh, to the IPW. Um, all the companies that have worked over there, Southside Wrestling, um, have great experiences. Um, the fans are great over there. They're, they're, they follow what happens in the U.S. with a passion. Mm -hmm. And I've felt nothing but love every time I've ever stepped into a U.K. wrestling ring. And I know that when AEW finally makes that move, um, with the ties that, that Tony Khan has over there with the Fulham Football Club, um, he's got the, the infrastructure to have our shows over there as well. I think it's just a matter of time. I can't wait. Honestly, like, as soon as possible, please, guys. That's <laughs> ideal. Frank, did you want to add anything at the end, considering you weren't here for the rest of the time, just to make sure that you did get over? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know I'm already over, brother. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks so much. Thanks, mate. God bless you, mate. Bad. <laughs> Do you want to say it's the worst kingdom you've ever been to? It's actually the worst kingdom I've ever been in. Mate. The United one. May. May. Leave it out, It's mate. a bit awkward. Leave it out. <laughs> Brilliant, guys. Thank you. Uh, the SCU guys after all out. Uh, Al, that was our AEW episode. We've got 
Paul Robinson coming up tomorrow and we'll do some indie chat as well around that. Uh, have you got anything else you want to share? Anything else that's coming up this week for you? The website to promote, etc. Etc. Uh, um, so we've got Joe Kofi uh, today. Um, I'll be having a phone call with, with that lovely Glaswegian man about uh, four o'clock today. So listen out for him next week uh, and they'll be on the website before then. Uh, and then next Thursday, Will and I will be heading to the uh, UK Performance Centre to do some more interviews. Um, <laughs> You're not going to be training again then? God, no. I'm still, <laughs> still recovering from the last time. Um, but yeah, so that's, we're kind of having a meeting on the phone here, Will. But yeah, the Friday thing, they've changed their mind over the week. So it's now at the Performance Centre on the Thursday. Fine. Um, Better for so, me. Makes it easier for you with your NFL stuff going on. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll be doing that. And um, I don't know if I'm going to go to the Brentwood shows yet. I, um, I might do, though. I think I'm gonna, I might do the Friday night one. But you're busy, aren't you? Well, so. it's the NFL first show that weekend. So it's mm-hmm. tra- trying to figure it all out. Uh, is proving to be a logistical nightmare. My wife just has to accept I'm basically not going to be at home for an entire week that week. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to try and figure it out and get along to at least one of the shows because they are brilliant. Uh, Al, top work. Thank you, everyone, for getting involved at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter and Instagram. As always, get in touch there uh, and find Al's work at talksport.com. It's now, you can still get there at forward slash WWE, but is it now forward slash sport, forward slash wrestling? Um, I believe it's just forward, forward slash wrestling. Um, we, we made the conscious decision to change um, to wrestling based, obviously, on AEW's rise. And, and if we want to cover anything else like when Wrestle Kingdom comes along in January, etc. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's a bit of a slap in the face, isn't it? If you have an AEW articles, which we do have several of, and then it's like under the WWE subcategory. I think it is anyway. Uh, so. you, you can indeed get there by going just forward slash wrestling. But if you do go to forward slash WWE, it takes you to forward slash sport forward slash wrestling, which is why I thought oh. is what it was, which I like. It's saying it's a sport. <laughs> yes. Yes. And believe me, that's a long battle I endure. Trust um, me. Right, you're a hero, mate. I've got to run. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Pro Wrestling Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.